What's going on, guys? Bill Rossetti here with you guys. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, the reality check edition. I guess we can call this as the Panthers got absolutely pummeled and were kind of brought back to earth a little bit by the San Francisco 49ers as they lose 51-13 to to fall to 4-3 and on the season as... This was just an ugly game for the Panthers from start to finish. They really just had no answer to the 49ers run game. Uh, Tevin Coleman just went off to the tune of four touchdowns. Three of them were rushing, and he had one receiving. And Kyle Allen had by far his worst game as a starter, throwing Three interceptions, which were uh, his first interceptions of the season, and some of them were just just rough. Uh, the Panthers did have an interception of their own with uh, with Luke Keekley stepping right in front of a pass intended for, I believe, George Kittle. But that was one of the very few highlights that the Panthers had on Sunday. Just just an atrocious game, really. Uh, Kyle Allen goes 19 of 37 for a buck 58, three touch or three interceptions. Excuse me. Just, uh, just an ugly, ugly day. Uh, At least Christian McCaffrey did have another hundred yard rushing game. He had 117 yards on 14 carries and a touchdown. So an impressive stat line there against a really good 49ers defense. Uh, but the fact of the matter is the Pan- Panthers just barely were able to move the ball. Uh, they, they didn't even have a receiver crack 50 yards on Sunday. Uh, Curtis Samuel led the way with just 46 yards. McCaffrey and DJ Moore each had 38 yards. Greg Olson had 13 on two catches. Jarius Wright had 12 yards. Uh, DeAndre White actually had a catch for eight yards right and then Reggie Bonifant had three yards. But just a, just an abysmal day, really. Like, like I said, it seemed like from the very start when the 49ers just drove the ball up the field and then just too many times, uh, Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida are just busting right through the line and having open field to run through. It was just a lot of times you just wondered what the Panthers were doing on offense and where where their heads were, where the rush defense was. I, I mean, there, there's no words really. It's it's just it, it's tough to describe when, when you lose a game like this, and it's unfortunate that this is now two years in a row really that the Panthers have gone through this kind of game. Last year, of course, it was the Thursday night debacle against the Steelers, and that, of course, really got the wheels turning in terms of that long losing streak. That's that's what started the seven-game losing streak. Hopefully hopefully we don't see that same result this year. You know, hopefully they're not going to go now and lose the next six games. Um, but again, this, this is something we talked about numerous times, and we have to go back to it. The fact that this is a tough schedule coming out of the bye, coming out of this game – a lot of tough games, and now all of a sudden, you know, we we talked about uh, the the Titans next week. You know, already starting to look ahead a little bit to next week. We talked about the Titans 
as a winnable game for for the Panthers. Now, all of a sudden, we're not so sure. The Titans are actually playing pretty decently. Uh, Ryan Tannehill actually hasn't been terrible since he took over the Titans' offense two weeks ago. So the Panthers really have to really have to be up on their game, especially now that you know they've obviously lost some ground in the division race. The Saints are now seven and one. Uh, they lost some ground too in the in the wild card race. You know they're only sitting now at four and three, while the two wild cards right now are the Seahawks and the Vikings, both sitting at six and two, and then you even have the Rams ahead of the Panthers in the wildcard standings at four and three. And of course the Panthers have already lost to the Rams. Uh, they still have an opportunity of course to play the Seahawks in week 15, but you know, you, you gotta start, you gotta start taking some of these games. Now we, we kind of thought this was probably going to be a game that the Panthers were going to lose, but to not even, look competitive in this game is a major, major concern. You know, I, I thought, I thought this game would at least be pretty close. I thought Carolina would be able to, you know, kind of swarm the 49ers on defense. I thought this would be, you know, a tough task for the 49ers and the Panthers would keep it close, maybe like a 24, 17 type game, 27, 14, something like that. By no means did I think it was going to be as as ugly as it was. I mean, it was it was fourteen three after the first. Uh, it was twenty seven to three at half, and then it was forty one thirteen after three quarters. So basically, this game kind of got out of hand rather quickly for the Panthers. And like I said at the top of the show, this is this was kind of a reality check. This was kind of a, you know, maybe the Panthers aren't as good as we thought they were. Maybe the Panthers, or, or we should say the Panthers, have a lot of work to do to kind of get back to, to some of these contenders. So, you know, you just got to you just gotta get back to the drawing board now and get ready for the Titans. Ron Rivera's already come out and said that... Kyle Allen will once again get the start against the Titans on Sunday. And then at this point now, it's become a week-to-week thing. Will it be Kyle Allen? Will it be Cam Newton? And, you know, when you come out of the come out of the Titans game, then it's a big one against the Packers, which, uh, if you hadn't heard the news, has been flexed to a 425 kickoff. Originally, it was a 1 o'clock kick. Now it's a 425 um, and the, and the Packers just continue to dominate. They just scored a big win in Kansas City over the Chiefs. So they're now at seven and one, uh, one of the top dogs in the NFC. So again, it's one of those, you know, the Panthers just have all these opportunities to kind of hang with the big boys and prove that they can be among the playoff contenders again. And so far, they're really not showing up. Um, they were close against the Rams, but ultimately they fell short and then you just get embarrassed by the 49ers. So like I said, maybe, maybe this shows that the Panthers just aren't as good as we thought they were. 
you know, maybe maybe the four game winning streak was a fluke. I don't know. Um, you know, and it's not like they beat all bad teams on that four game win streak. You know, remember one of those games, one of those wins was at Houston, who now has a winning record, who is currently a playoff team in the AFC. If you look at the playoff standings, they would right now be the number six seed in the AFC. So it's not like it's not like the Panthers were over here beating beating up on bad teams. Now, yeah, they you know one of those wins, of course, was against the Cardinals, who are back under five hundred, but they did win three in a row before they got spanked by the Saints. Um, and the Tex, or excuse me, the the Jaguars aren't playing that bad either with Gardner Minshew, and then of course you know they looked looked solid against the Buccaneers, who are you know, kind of back down again. So, you know, it's, you know, it's hard to say whether or not that four game win streak was a fluke, but you also had two weeks to prepare for this game. That, that, that I think makes this the most disappointing is the fact that the Panthers had two weeks to prepare for this game. And I get they were in London and I get they had to fly back and had the jet lag, but still, you know, as, as soon as, as soon as you're done with the Buccaneers game, you know, yeah, you're looking forward to, you know, relaxing a little bit during the bye week. But in the back of your mind, you also got to start thinking about this 49ers game because you know this is a big game. You know the 49ers are undefeated. You know that this is a game that is going to put you back on the map if you can win it. And they go and they lose by 38 points. That that's just unacceptable. So, like I said, it's back to the drawing board. It's back to you know. I don't know if you want if you need to say you have to go back to square one, but you know, obviously something has to change because we this is two years in a row now that they've suffered a a big time embarrassing loss. Um. To a, to a contender again. Last year it was the Steelers. This year, this year now it's it's the 49ers. So you know, turn turn around. Hopefully they're able to turn around and get back on track against the Titans. But again, this now all of a sudden is a game where you know it's not as much of a gimme as it might have been, say, two to three weeks ago, because the Titans' offense. Does look like they're playing better. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, now that he's back from his injury, that's that's a huge addition, I think, to to the Titans' defense. So this this is not this is not going to be an easy game on on Sunday. I'll, I'll I'll say that right now. This will not be an easy game for the Panthers. It is at home, but. You know the pan or the the Titans are going to come in. They're fired up. They're coming off a win over the Buccaneers. They're right square in the AFC playoff mix at four and four. They they have some momentum. Like I said, they actually look good with Ryan Tannehill over Marcus Mariota. So the Panthers just got to be ready to play. They really do because you lose this game, then all of a sudden you're back to five hundred at four and four. You. With the trip to Green Bay coming in Week Ten, things don't go right. They could all of a they could all of a sudden find themselves back under five hundred at four and five, 
you know, then you do have the Falcons then after that, and that should be a bounce back win. But, you know, this Tennessee game really is a winnable game. And then you got to find a way to, to steal one of these games, because like we talked about when Joe Marino was here, we, we talked about the games that are winnable for the Panthers and a couple of the games that they probably need to steal if they want to make the playoffs. You know, we, we talked about four winnable games over the second half of the season for the Panthers that would at least get them to eight wins. And that was both games against the Falcons. The um, It was both games against the Falcons. The Titans here in week nine. And then drawing a, drawing a blank on the other one here. Oh, the Redskins. That's right. The Red, Redskins in week 13, who we know are an absolute mess. So the two games against the Falcons, the Redskins, and then this week against the Titans. Those are the games we figured would be the winnable games for the Panthers that would at least get them to eight wins. But they still got to find a way to steal some of these other games, and now you've just missed one of those opportunities with the 49ers. So now you're looking at um, nine games left in the season. Four of them are winnable. So you've probably got to find a way to steal two of the other five to get to 10 wins because with the way some of these the, with the way all these top NFC teams are playing even 10 wins may not guarantee you a postseason berth you know last year we saw a wild card team get in at nine and seven that was the Eagles I don't think nine and seven is getting in the playoffs this year with you know, the way the 49ers are playing, the way the Packers are playing, the Saints, the Seahawks, the Vikings. You know, if, if a 9-7 and seven team is, is going to get in, it's probably going to be whoever wins the NFC East, which, of course, does the Panthers no good. Um, and at this point, it's looking like wild card or bust. Unless the Panthers get on a big run and somehow the Saints stumble, but, I mean, there's just no stopping the Saints right now at 7-1. and one. So the Panthers... Probably going to have to catch one of those wild card spots. And that's why that week 15 game, if, if we're talking about games they got to steal, one of them probably has to be that week 15 game against the Seahawks. But this was a this was a missed opportunity. Again, I'm, I'm not saying that I expected the Panthers to come out and win this game, but I also did not think they were going to go out and give up 51 points to the 49ers and only score 13. So they've got some work to do. Uh, as far as the, the rest of the schedule, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit. The Saints, of course, big win over the Cardinals and Drew Brees return 31 to 9. So that's now six wins in a row for the Saints. And I mean, let's face it, they're they're the superior team. I mean, that, that goes without saying. Uh, the Panthers, you were already starting to get the sense that the division could be out of reach. They do have both games against the Saints, but, I mean, with the way these two teams are playing, it's going to take a lot of work, I think, for the Panthers to even come close to the Saints. Uh, Buccaneers lost to the team the Panthers are playing this week, the Titans. They lost 27-23. So the Bucs are now 2-5. and five. And then the Falcons, they were close. And it was a big passing day for Matt Schaub. Because remember, Matt Ryan was out. 
but the Falcons did lose 27 to 20 and it is now 1 and 7 for the Atlanta Falcons six straight losses they go into their bye week and really at at this point it's a matter of when not if Dan Quinn is going to get fired whether it comes during the bye week who knows but and we've obviously felt this for weeks and it's just becoming more and more likely it's just a matter of when not if Dan Quinn has shown the door. So the NFC South standings, of course, you have the Saints at seven and one. You have the Panthers at four and three. Buccaneers two and five. Falcons one and seven. The Saints and Falcons are both off next week before they play each other in week ten. And the Buccaneers are headed to Seattle. On Sunday afternoon. So uh, the Panthers could potentially be the only team in the NFC South to win in week nine. So that'll be something to say. But this has to be the start of the momentum build. Like I said, really can't afford a loss on Sunday. Because then you go to Green Bay. And you're very possibly staring four and five in the face. And it's not too often that teams go four and five after nine games and come back to make the playoffs. The Eagles did do it last season. They were 4-5 and five after nine games. Uh, rallied, of course, thanks, of course, in part to Nick Foles again, but rallied to win uh, five of their last seven, including their last three, to, to get back into the playoffs. But like I said, I don't think... I don't think 9-7 is getting it done this year for a wild card. I think you have to at least get to 10, maybe even 11 wins. I I could see it being quite possible that both wild cards in the NFC have at least 11 wins between the Seahawks and the Vikings or you know if the Seahawks catch the Niners or if the Rams get into play. There's just so many good teams that, that it's very – I mean, it's it's possible an 11 and five team doesn't make the playoffs of the NFC. That's how good these top teams are playing. If you want to even add in the Rams, 11 and five may not even make the playoffs. So the Panthers, they just have a ton of work to do. That's the bottom line. And hope, hopefully Sunday was a major wake up call for them. But I think. I'll just end it there. Rant over. Uh, We'll start touching on the Titans a little bit more as the week goes on. Of course, crossover Wednesday. We'll talk to uh, Tyler over at Locked on Titans. Get you some info over there. But uh, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate all the support. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure and until next time keep it locked here on lop and until then take care my friends we will see you soon